Hello, 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 and welcome back to Show Talk Podcast, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. As you can tell by the amazing intro, we are back with another episode of Motherland Fort Salem. This time we are hitting you guys with episode four. And uh, can I just say that that episode was amazing? I mean, I know I say this every time because it's true, but I've never been disappointed so far this season with one episode. Literally since the season premiere, I have been at the edge of my seat, okay, in love with all the characters, okay, invested in every episode, what's coming next, who do I love, who do I don't love, the new characters that come in, the story, it's, I, nothing to complain about, honestly, and, uh, this episode just showed that, uh, I made the right choice, you know, when I chose this show, and it's honestly, ruining me for everybody else i can't look at another show again and not see lgbtq representation right in your face okay sexuality proud and 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 shameless and people of color and power i'm ruined i'm i'm spoiled okay spoiled because this show is just it's just that amazing and clearly you guys are feeling the same way and i just I can't wait to get into it with you. Can't wait to get into this episode with you, the rest of the season with you guys. Ah, I'm excited, excited. So let's get into it. Let's get into Bellatane, baby. So seeing how I was so upset about the straight disrespect that was being thrown at Sarah Adler last episode, I feel like it's only right to continue on with a what exactly happened with Petra Bellwether, okay? This woman is, she is a force of nature, okay? And I know we've been saying that Abigail has been under pressure since episode one. We've seen it and we, we had that glimpse of Petra and we saw how hard she pushed Abigail and we knew it. But looking at Petra this episode, I was like, girl, you need to calm down. Okay. That is your child you are talking to. My heart hurt. Like, <laughs> it really did because she is a dominating figure and she owns her power and her position so well that she has the the ovaries to stand up to Sarah Adler and demand respect. And I don't know how I feel about it, you guys. I really don't. Because she comes in and she's like, hi, we need to cancel the Bellatane. Excuse me, what? Ain't no one trying to cancel the Bellatane over here, especially not Anacosta. But of course she has right reasons. The possibility of the spree actually being on compound, unimaginable, okay? People would probably be dying right now. We'd, our secrets would be exposed and that just, just can't happen. So she says that we should cancel the Beltane. We should investigate everyone. We should, you know, look for the, apparent traces that the spray have been leaving on mirrors and we know exactly whose mirror we need to be checking of course we do but everyone's like no okay you can't cancel the bellatane the bellatane is the strongest moment for witches it's the one moment they have to feel like 
normal boys and girls who just want to release some energy. I'll say it like that. And um, feel powerful and be powerful in a united front. And this only comes once, once a year. Okay, and by next year, half of these people could be dead. So no, we are not stopping Bellatane. But Adler does concede that we should look into the spray being on the compound because, uh, no, <laughs> that is, that's not good. And Adler, of course, to some degree, agrees with Petra and says that they should. So of and Acosta, of course, is taking over guard duty during Bellatine. So they're going to check the mirrors while everyone's busy. They're going to check on Porter's death to see if that wasn't an accident. We'll get into that later. And they're going to, you know, do their checks and balances to make sure that everyone is safe and okay while on campus and learning. Now, I thought that was going to be the last we've seen of Petra, okay? She got what she wanted, and uh, she, like, came in, came out, right? No, because apparently she's had her ears to the grapevine, especially when we were during the Hague, and she knows about the Tareem now. Of course she does, because everybody apparently knows about the Tareem and wants to put their sticky fingers into it. And so... She wants to know, and of course, Sarah is not letting her in on that information. Sarah's trying to do whatever she can to protect these women from the, I don't know, what is, okay, I've been questioning this for a little bit for the past, like, this episode and last episode. So yes, the Tareem have special seeds. It's seeds that we haven't heard of before since Sarah, but like, why are they trying to utilize them so much? Like Sarah said, no, did she not? Like, why is everybody just putting their nose in, in where it doesn't belong? It's like they think that the spree might get to them first or that they'll turn against the faction that they have now. Like, I, I don't know. And I don't get it. I, I hope that later on this season or even into next season, if we actually do end up meeting the Tareem, that we see what role they have in this in this show. And I feel like it's going to be amazing. Until then, Petra is, of course, angry that she didn't get her way because if Sarah was not going to bow down to General Sharma, she sure wasn't going to bow down to Petra Bellwether, okay? And now she just directs her anger towards her daughter. And I hated that because Abigail has been doing so well this episode. I loved her. Like, she's so kind and she's leading her unit with a gentle hand and she's watching over them, especially Rael right now. And... I, I love this change and this, this new focus that Abigail has and for her mother to just take that growth and that love that Abigail has been growing out of her mother's gaze and just destroy it with just a few words, I'm annoyed. So, so what? Her unit isn't number one. We've had some struggles. It's okay. Um, so what? She's not the leader that she expected her daughter to be. She's even better. I was stressed for everyone involved and honestly I am glad our girl got a chance to release herself <laughs> during Bellatane. 
it's what she deserves okay she she needed that i needed that for her i needed that for all of them bellatade wow let's get into that shall we that was that was something that was that was amazing so Bellatane, we talked about it a little bit last week about how all these guys are coming in to fuel our girl's energy to bring them together as a unit and to strengthen their powers. And even with the death of Porter, the show must go on. Okay, we have Garrett sending Tally pictures of his package. We <laughs> I am probably going to laugh through a majority of this, so sorry now in advance, but you guys are so funny online. Somebody said that, who was it? Oh, I can't remember. I will probably look back and mention it in the summary when I release this episode, but somebody said that Garrett had tweeted a picture of his junk to tally in a newer old school version of a dick pic and I laughed so hard I laughed so hard you guys are amazing this show was hysterical but you guys you really you give it that extra edge and I love it so much but yeah spirits are are high and so are other things our girls are getting dressed up with beautiful dresses Raelle in her nice beautiful dark suit with a deep V, I was in love, okay? Everyone looked amazing and spirits were high. We were ready. Everyone was about to get super shiny until we turned around and saw Garrett talking to another chick. <laughs> I know that Bellatane is a chance for everyone to like spread around and mingle and, and energize yourself up, right? But no, Garrett made a commitment last episode, okay? He said that Tally was his only girl, his only one, and that he wanted to invest in her and that's why she was worth it. And then this episode, we have Garrett talking to other people. Unacceptable, especially for our girl Tally. We protect Tally at all costs. And to see her have to struggle with whether or not Garrett likes her or if she's worthy of Garrett is un no. No, we don't do that. So, of course, she looks for advice, okay? I fully believe in what Abigail said and that there are other men out there that Tally could be with, that she just needs to dip her fingers in multiple ways. And she will come out the other end a new being. But Tally isn't that girl, we all know. And she looks towards the Beltane dance, which we find out to be called the real, as a way to expose her true desires. And if it matches up with Garrett's, then they'll be together, right? It's, it's supposed to expose them as, I don't know, as deep, deepest to their core, as animalistic. I don't, it's this whole real is very it's interesting to me because it takes sexuality and it takes passion to a whole different level that I haven't seen before we see amazing dance moves for one but we see males with females we see regular heterosis cis couples we see lesbian couples we see multis polys we see 
gaze. I was loved it, loved it. And that was probably my favorite part. Just the mix of, of sexuality that what we were able to see was just so amazing for me. I, there's no way you could look past that and not see such a beautiful scene. I mean, even when Rael is, feels left out because she doesn't have Scylla right now. She doesn't know if she can trust Scylla right now, but she, here she is coming together with the group so that they can be one. She finds her own kindred spirit in Porter's friend and how they bond over their lack of interest in the other sex and it was it was great you get to see who you really belong with um the creator went and talked about in the after show how the real unites you with your kindred spirit kind of and for tally that was garrett in the end and for abigail that was her two her two dudes that she's had since episode three that we love. And for Rael, that was Porter's friend. And it wasn't even in a sexual way. It was in a mental way or like just a, a, a deeper bond that can go even past a physical one. And I loved seeing that so much. But that does leave a lot of questions of what the army wants from you. Of course, they want more witches to serve and they want to be powerful. I mean, we can't even keep the generals at bay at this point. But not everyone wants to procreate or can procreate with what they or who they identify as. So it's just, it's interesting. Do they use the Bellatine to pair everyone up? regardless and and know that in the end the goal is to just pop out more witches or is it really true in that you can just be whoever you want to be and love whoever you want to love or are you forever a slave in the system that you were born into i mean it gives you a new perspective on why there are dodgers right and speaking of dodgers our girl Scylla, our girl Scylla is stressed she is so stressed this episode i the acting beautiful and i felt it i felt what she was going through and i realized that this could be the moment this could be the moment that we were finally gonna get the truth everything was gonna be out in the open our baby rael was gonna be hurt but you know the truth would have been out the fort salem would have been safe and that, that could be the end right no, I didn't even want to see how she was going to get away with this because I knew that she was. So was worried because apparently as Rael was trying to save Porter and was trying to heal him, you take on some of the memories and some of the feelings that the person you are healing has. So in that moment, although Porter is dead, Rael still has a slight connection to him, and it must be obviously amplified by Bellatane as well. So she's getting flashes of visions of Porter's last minutes. And who do we see in those visions? Scylla, because we knew exactly what she was doing. And that leaves our poor Rael confused. She doesn't know what to believe. And of course, Scylla is giving her the runaround on what is actually going on. She isn't telling her straight up what's what happened if she was the last person to see porter and 
what that would mean. I mean, she even saw a scene where Porter says, you are the type of person that would let off a balloon. And how can you trust that? You know, even if you love someone as much as Rael loves Scylla, you have to question that if that's what you're seeing. If, if she could do something like that, is that the person that you're supposed to be with? And I know some of you, Rael and, and, and Scylla shippers are, are holding strong and you are not trying to let that, that ship go because it is, is pure in its own sense, but is also so, so complicated, but it's, it's a lot like these girls are going through the motions and I'm not going to lie. I thought this was going to be the end of them officially. If the truth was going to come out as we use the necromancy class to go into Porter and see his last moments and ask him a few questions since Bellatine, of course, is when they're strongest and the only moment that they can actually do this while the window is still open. I am so disappointed that it didn't go the way we thought it was going to be. One, I don't want to, I want to know, I want to know why they didn't, like there's, there's so many reasons to why Rael wasn't in the room when they asked the questions, right? Because she had to be at Bellatine so that everyone could participate. But if there was one person that should have been in the room asking the questions that needed to be asked to Porter while he was alive, while he was risen from the depths of the other side, it should have been Rael. We asked completely the wrong questions. It would have been, if it was me, it would have been, who was the last person that saw you? One. Two. Um, was your death a suicide? Three. Were you having suicidal thoughts before you died? All right, so they asked those questions, but this was our chance. <laughs> I would have had so many questions laid out so much better than what they did because I would have put Scylla on the chopping block. Okay, she was sweating bullets. She knew that this wasn't gonna go through. She knew that everything that she did up to this moment was wrong. She knew killing Porter was wrong. She knew that like her butt, ah, this is our chance and we missed it. And I'm so mad. I literally knew it was going to happen because one, there was no way they were going to let that ship go. And two, we love Scylla too much. Okay. She's our complicated soul. There was no way we were going to let her go so early in the season. And she's the only infiltrator of the spree that we know of. That we know of you guys it goes deeper than we thought because someone almost killed our girl Scylla and apparently the spree is upset and Scylla has been playing games since episode two okay she's gotten a little cocky with her assignment she of course has brought in Rael onto her side as a relationship they're not happy with it okay she's getting a little bold the way she's talking to her superiors they're not happy with it and now they almost choked her girl out what are we gonna do <laughs> it runs deeper than we thought and this is the first time i saw Scylla actually reconsider the situation that she put herself into is the spree really worth it is this cause that she put herself into really worth it. Yes, when you start thinking about whatever happened to her parents and how the army dealt with it, you can understand where all of her frustrations and her anger against Fort Salem and the army camp comes from. But now looking at the choices that she's made in the past two episodes, you gotta start 
double thinking your choices. I mean, she killed someone for goodness sake. Yes, she's killed someone or killed people before, but this is the first time that she's killed someone that she's cared about in the past. And now the fact that they don't like that Rael and Sela are together and the fact that she's now seeing that she might actually be disposable, that that puts perspective on a whole different level, you know? And I I don't know what's going to happen from here on out, especially with her. If she decides to to risk it all for Rael, which a lot of us are probably hoping for at this point. How is that going to go? They're always going to have a connection to her. You don't think the Spree have eyes everywhere? Clearly, they're more powerful than we thought because they were cleaning up Scylla's mess without us even knowing. They somehow changed Porter's memories or his actions before he died or after he died so that when they brought him back to life and asked him those questions, he gave completely different answers than what we know of to be the truth. And Priscilla, she thought that was just a lucky day. You know, she thought that was just what she gave to Porter and that her power was strong. But no, they weren't just covering for her. So so what extent did their powers grow from? Like, we, we really don't know a lot about the spree. And it makes sense why everyone is so stressed and worried about if they've actually infiltrated. And now that we've been misdirected into thinking that Fort Salem is safe and secure for now, oh, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. That's pretty much all I have for this episode. The preview for next week looks amazing. We have a wedding that the girls are going to go to, but it looks like the spree might be in deeper than we thought, and maybe we're going to lose some bodies. I mean, Abigail looked like she was covered in blood. People look stressed. I'm excited to watch it. What were some of your favorite moments for this episode? I really loved the Beltane. Obviously, I've watched it so many times. Just that scene alone, just the dance scene. Um, I think my favorite part from the dance scene in its entirety is when everyone like grabs a partner and brings them to their knees almost had a heart attack it was so great because you just got to see like a power play in between everyone it was great I loved it and also I got to see witch father without a shirt on that was that not a gift it was a gift for me and I got to see Sarah without a shirt also a gift a gift for me as well like just a giving show you know, just a giving show that I love. We got to see so many different branches of people's powers today. We got to see a little bit more necromancy stuff, which was even better. It was great. I loved it so much. I loved reading your guys' tweets and responding to some of you guys as well, because you guys, your theories are off the charts. They're pretty great. And you have me even double thinking what could be happening next. And who knows at this point, honestly, I, I, every episode I'm at the edge of my seat. I don't know what's happening. And yeah, it looks like also I'm going to have to start watching Nancy Drew during West Coast times at 12 a.m. with some of you guys, because I have to live tweet with you all for 
motherland at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. And that's just a sacrifice I'm going to have to make, you know? I'm okay with it. <laughs> I am. It was, this is so great. Everyone's shiny. Everyone's happy. Less people died this episode. Ugh, I can't wait. So I will see you <laughs> next week with another episode of Motherland Fort Salem, episode five. Hopefully our girls will be okay. Hopefully Scylla will make the right choice when it comes to Raelle and her freedom from the spree. Who knows? But until then, keep talking.